Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. The Masters Tournament is about to get underway. Go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to secure your deposit bonus of up to $1,000. You can bet on every single golfer. You can bet on the top five and the top 20 at mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. What is up? Welcome to the Drinking Bros Baseball Show, episode number eight, I believe. Uh, Something like that. We kind of do sometimes two a week, sometimes one a week. It's been like the fourth week, though, I feel like. But anyway, we're here. How are you feeling today? Feel good. Uh, for those who don't know, my name is Rob Fox. I'm joined by drinking bro legend Dan Holloway. This has been a good week for baseball so far, right? Except for the whole thing where they're trying to fuck their organization up. Oh, what, 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 what's been the best part for baseball so far? Uh, Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis injured. getting yeah. hurt. The All-Star game getting moved or them punishing a player for being fun and cool? Yeah. I mean, I, that one is uh, uh, very bizarre to me, to be honest. Right. You would think with Fernando Tatis signing that massive deal, people like Acuna being around and et cetera, they're the future of baseball, and they're not like their fucking predecessors. They're not Mike Trout. They, yeah. are, they are lively. They shout. They're Latin players. They fucking like hanging out. They love the game. They're very animated and shit. And that's the way the baseball is going to be. So if you don't, if you're not on board with it, if you're not on board with whatever it is your best players are choosing to do, you're an idiot, right? Yes. I don't. By by and large, yes. Like if you're the NBA and you're like, hey, Kyrie, cool it on uh, the flat Earth shit. That's one thing, I guess. But but (laughs) yeah, like why wouldn't you? when, When did the when did the NBA stop telling players to get excited about dunks? 1969. I don't know. I don't know. If ever. Like yeah. the ABA merger, probably. It's a good question. I don't know. Uh, um, definitely not. Like, they're definitely not getting mad at people. Like, you have to really say something horrifying yeah. or, like, literally, like, you know how you joke, like, oh, that guy dragged his sack across his face when he dunked yeah, on someone? Yeah. You yeah. have to literally take your compression shorts and regular shorts off and actually drag your sack across a face to get a tech after dunking in the NBA at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it, it is what it is, though, right? I mean, people are people are slow to reform, and and the baseball writers are no help. The way they've handled uh, the way they've handled the fucking Hall of Fame and awards, yeah, is preposterous. They're they're just the worst. You know, one thing I would actually love to get into at some point on this show, and we can talk about it a little right now, for that matter. I and I loved talking to Jared Diamond the other day. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a good dude, but like. I don't know if there are really more than like four likable baseball writers, young or old. Mm. Like, because the young guys are all really up their ass analytically. Yeah. And are the ones that are like, no questions asked, moving the All Star game was a good idea. Which I'm not saying, look, I, I think the All-Star, moving the All Star game was not a good idea, but like, you can ask questions about it, right? You, can you should be, like, be able to ask questions, you would think, yeah. Right. But, and, and so. But they, they're just like, there's no, no question, right? You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. very on board with that situation. And again, like I said, up their ass on, on statistics and stuff to the point that, I mean, I remember getting in, a, I think, a Twitter argument one time where some guy was like, uh, 
essentially like being nervous doesn't matter in baseball. Mm. Well, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. I don't understand why, uh, uh, any of this stuff is happening right now. I don't know why you feel as an organization. I mean, we talked about it on fake news that just uh, aired actually, but and all these large corporations that get involved in certain things, I don't understand why they ever get involved in it. Now, baseball, I do understand because they're pandering to their sponsors, right? They've been hemorrhaging money the last two years, and they don't want to lose more sponsorship. This wasn't about how Major League Baseball fans feel about voter ID laws in Georgia. This is about how right. the people that sponsor stadiums and fucking teams feel about it and TV. That's it, right? So now these corporatist assholes who are risk averse and not at all plugged into what's actually going on in America are making decisions that affect everything. And that shit runs downhill. We've seen it already in the NFL. And now we're going to see it in baseball too. You're the, the average baseball fan is not woke, right? No, not even close. It's other than hockey. It's the second most conservative fan base that exists. Yeah. In the four major sports, NASCAR is not a sport. Probably the oldest too. <clears throat> I would imagine hockey's younger. Hockey's a little bit younger, but it's uh, more affluent because it costs a shitload of money to buy all that goddamn equipment. Unless, like, I mean, you know, they might give it out for, like, free in Canada and Slovakia or something. But, but yeah, yeah, in the United States, it costs a shit ton of money. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, Before we get too deep into this, uh, we just want to shout out our fantasy league managers. I'm one of them. You're one of them, obviously. But we also have Drinking Bros. Mainstays, Craig Delesti, uh, uh, Brian Korpowski, Richard Denoff, Jordan Wenzel, obviously, and then Troy Bentley and Sean Chastain have joined as well. well I, I want to say, by the way, too, Wenzel, Bentley, and Chastain, I believe, specifically maybe Korpowski as well. Sorry, I'm sorry if I forget anyone because uh, it ha- all happened so fast. Mm-hmm. But uh, those three guys in particular, I had to hit up at the very last second mm-hmm. to be like, hey, you wanted to be in a league would you maybe want to run a league? Like, Dulesky and Dinoff were kind of down from the beginning. Yeah, they're not, always down. Yeah, which is awesome, too, by the way. I'm not, like, saying, like, you know, you deserve less credit. But thank you to the people I DM'd being like, please, please, please run a league. Yeah, I mean, Jordan has done stuff for the show before. And uh, Brian Korpowski is actually a member of uh, the Bronx Blues, the guys that go to Yankees games together all the time. We've hung out with those guys a couple times up there. So they're, they've all been deeply involved in Drinking Bros Sports for a while now. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, Help me out quite a bit. And uh, Dinoff, if you win your league, you owe me some shit because I drafted for you. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to say that now. Yeah, whatever the prize is, you got to split it. So just if it's a it jersey, down. cut that shit in half. I was, well, was going to hope for a baby then at that point. Yeah, I mean, half do you want the top half or the bottom half or mm-hmm. left or right? Top half is better, better to frame. Bottom half, a little more useful. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> You're the one that has a child on the way, so you'd know. Um, <clears throat> I guess we can start off by talking about how Cobb County is, has been. This is just ridiculous. So the All-Star game moving. We talked about it. This is the third time this week I've talked about it, so I'm kind of getting sick of it. But essentially what had happened was, what had happened was uh, the, the All-Star game, which generates about $100 million in revenue for where, whatever city it's in, was moved from a predominantly black neighborhood to a predominantly white one. That, that is the effect of all this. Because yeah. nobody's changing any laws, right? Georgia's not going to go change its laws now because Major League Baseball decided to fucking peace out. This is not going to so happen. one thing that really uh, blows my mind about this, and I, I don't know if you talked about it already, 
And again, look, like you've pointed this out too. Like there are some things about the Georgia law that make no sense to be upset about. Like I think the vote, the, like the ID stuff you've talked about. There's other stuff mm. that a little eyebrow raising maybe. Um, like why can't you drop an absentee ballot at any fucking polling location that's already collecting ballots or something like yeah, that? Yeah, if they're checking your ID versus the ballot, I don't see why not, right. frankly. If you've already been ID'd twice to register and then to get the fucking absentee ballot. Right. But there's other, but what really like drives me crazy about this is, um, you know, you're only entrenching everyone. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're forcing people to take sides, and that's not a good idea if you're a corporation. Right. A corporation, a good idea for a corporation would be what the guy at the master said, right? I mean, for, for all of their dark history, and dark is actually a pun because it's been anti-dark for the most part. <laughs> right. Uh, for all of their dark history at the master's, it was a pretty nuanced stance. The guy was like, look, uh, us and our members... Uh, and I'm sure in parentheses, I hope <laughs> is after that. But we and our members want people to have access to voting, period. Like, there's no question about that. But yeah. it's not our job to fucking tell the state what to do. It's our job to put on a goddamn golf tournament is essentially what he said. And he's 100 percent right about that. Let the fuck. He was like, basically said that that's the politician's job to pass laws and stuff. That's not on us. You're the ones that fucking voted for him. Right. You didn't vote for me as the head of the master's. You know, somebody else did, and that's my job to run this. So mind your fucking business. Um, the other thing about this is that <clears throat> I didn't happen to see this interview, uh, but Tapper, Jake Tapper from CNN tweeted, uh, MLB officials made... That's what I was going to yeah, tell yeah. you about. MLB officials made the decision because if they didn't, then the decision would be left to individual players and individual all-stars, some of whom no doubt would have individually boycotted the game themselves that is absolutely patently false baseball players are about 80 75 80 percent conservative there there's plenty of data on this stuff even the younger guys you might, you, well you could have had any african-american african-american specifically i doubt for example ronald Acuna jr would have boycotted the all-star game no. uh but no. a i'm trying to think off the top of my head this he might not have made the all-star game but just to say he does he did you could i could see like andrew mccutcheon uh, yeah, maybe he's a, he's been outspoken politically in the past, but you know, fuck him. The, to that, be honest, yeah. I don't. I disagree with this. I think this is complete nonsense. What he's saying. So actually, that's not the Jake Tapper thing I was going to show you. Okay. So there was another. Thing well, I know the other thing is that they're asking if CNN's going to leave Georgia now. No, 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 no. That's not it either. Okay. Actually, so one of the things Tapper said, and this was an anonymous MLB official, I guess, told him this. Right. Essentially, if MLB. Uh, this is according to an anonymous person, so take grain of salt and everything. If the MLB had not acted, the press would have started hounding individual players. That's about, probably true. Uh, yeah. About the laws. That's probably true. And the MLB was like, so the MLB, and so essentially the MLB was worried about it becoming a bigger deal. So think about what Jake Tapper's saying right now. He's saying that me and my colleagues are such fucking cunts that we're going to harass the shit out of these athletes for something they have nothing to do with for the next six, uh, three right. months. Uh, and, and the effect of that was that Major League Baseball took $100 million away from black people. Yeah. Thanks, Jake, for admitting that you're full of shit and that you're a piece of shit, because that's exactly what you just did, my man. It's also worth noting, by the way, just in terms of a, um, ter- like asking the players or whatever, arguably the lowest education level of any major sport. So you're, right. you're, you have <clears throat> college graduates hounding high school graduates to give them the answer they want about yeah and i mean 30 percent of the league is latin american right right from countries that i mean they're definitely not going to be on the side of this because they don't like the government in general well if they're venezuelan or cuban for sure 
Uh, I don't know about a Dominican player. I don't know anything about the Dominican <clears throat> government. But yeah. uh, it's eh, so-so. Um, so there are a number of people pointing out that CNN's been on the fucking front lines of trying to fuck Major League Baseball up with this whole thing. And, and that's, they're, they're an activist media organization now. So a number of people, uh, Stephen Miller said uh, CNN's headquarters are in Atlanta. If CNN won't leave Georgia, will the CNN workers start quitting and boycotting their jobs? Um, uh, Fusilli, uh, Spock asked. Uh, CNN was the one spreading and standing behind the original lie to their employees' care. Um, <clears throat> another person said, if only someone in the media had told the truth about the law, actually informed the public rather than doing their best to help Democrats simply put out, spitting out, quote-unquote, Jim Crow 2.0, which is, by the way, what Megan Rapinoe has been talking about all week. I don't know why anybody gives a fuck what that stupid cunt thinks because she's one of the dumbest human beings on earth. She's completely fucking narrowly pigeonhole focused on her own plight. These motherfuckers and the, and the U.S. women's national team, uh, uh, one, it, they're not generating as much revenue as the men. They may in this cycle because they qualified for the World Cup and the men didn't. But if you include the last time the men qualified for the World Cup, that pay cycle and including the women's fucking winning the World Cup, right? Yeah. They still made $12 million more than the fucking women did. So the fact that they're asking for equal pay doesn't make sense there. It also doesn't make sense in the fact that the women negotiated their own fucking salaries. They negotiated because they want to have their salary paid in full, With regardless the- if they play or not. As long as they're on the roster, they get paid for every single game. And uh, they are not for every game, but they get paid... Uh, for the season, they get paid $100,000 base salary, yeah. and then they get paid a certain amount more depending on which tier they are, one, two, or three. And right? this is, this is the, they negotiate this with the U.S. Soccer Federation or whatever? Correct, yeah. So USSF. Honestly, you know who the women should be mad at? Themselves. Should, no, I was, no. Or the arbitrator. No, even, even another one. Who they should be demanding uh, to not have equal pay Yeah. or whatever is uh, all the other women's teams. Yeah, because they you, all suck. Well, and you got to think by the way, in terms of what the Women's World Cup generates, which is a lot less than the Men's World Cup, how much of that comes from the United States? Yeah. Shouldn't they just be getting the lion's share of the, what the Women's World Cup generates? Maybe. I don't know. And the other, <clears throat> the other part of that is the men's team, by the way, negotiate, they also negotiated their own salaries. And their salaries are based on playing in the game. You, don't, you get paid for being on the roster and in the game, right? Whether you play or not. You get more money for playing. You get more money for... Literally who, seeing the field. For who the, yeah, for seeing the field. For who the opponent is, right? whether it's a friendly or a, a, a bigger match, if the opponent is good or bad, and then you get paid based on your actual performance. Both teams, the women's and the men's teams, chose these paths on their own. And now the women, because they fucked up badly, now they're fucking complaining about their fucking plight. No, you should have fucking negotiated better. It's a business. I'm a little upset that uh, the men's team doesn't do better considering they get paid per goal. Yeah, well, the U.S. <laughs> men's team is a fucking joke. That's, Let's be real about that. That's pretty upsetting that they literally, like, all of them are like, we get more if, yeah. I, if I fucking score a goal. Like, yeah. At least Clinton Dempsey was getting money. But, yeah. uh, but you're right about, um, about, about that. It, it's the other women's sports sucking. Like, Megan Rapinoe was talking about uh, Draymond Green's Twitter post, right? Draymond Green didn't fucking tag a bunch of people from the U.S. women's soccer team. He tagged a bunch of fucking WNBA players who are subsidized entirely by the NBA. They don't make any fucking money. Yeah. That organization makes zero. They make negative dollars. Right. 
They're in the red every single year. And they have been since they ex- started to exist, what, 20 years ago? They've never made a single fucking dollar. Not one goddamn dollar. Right. And they're fucking complaining about... Go- and what Draymond Green was saying, by the way, wasn't that... He wasn't saying they weren't fighting for higher pay. He was saying they're not giving the fucking people a reason to pay them more. You understand? Like, go out and fucking do what, do what Kobe did and do what Steph Curry did back in the day. Make it popular in China. Boost the revenue of the league at, uh, at large, well, they go and you personally will make more money. They, go play, they end up going to play in China and play in Australia yeah. and wherever the fuck else. The, the only argument that I have for paying WNBA players more, essentially, would be a lot of them make so little that, that they're forced to go overseas where no one, pays atten- no one in the United States pays attention to them. Yeah. So it would be like, okay, instead of giving them 30, because a lot of them make like 30, 35, like rookie salaries or whatever, stuff like that. Maybe give them 70 so they can stay in the United States and stay on Twitter more and be bitches to each other or whatever and make more people interested in the WNBA. They'd just be like an investment type of salary situation. Because if they have to go play two other seasons in China and Australia, then they don't have time to cultivate this sort of social... Because, like, really, honestly, dude, I'm not saying uh, women's basketball is the same product as men's, but I also do a college... Or uh, NBA, but I also do a college basketball Mm. show. Which is dog shit compared to the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for me, it's just like there's ways to make it interesting. Um, yeah, but I mean, you're right on the you're right on everything you said. Which is the there's there's certainly ways to make it interesting, and it's ultimately up to the like they think that because there's a men's league of something and it makes a lot of money that they're somehow entitled to do the same thing. No, this is a fucking business. You make a product that people want, and they'll fucking buy it. Period. Right. right. If you're looking for investment. Like if you think the NBA owes you an investment to make your league better, or more, we, should, we should have more marketing from the NBA. Why? Why would you be guaranteed equal outcome? You're, do your own fucking work, you stupid bitch. Like why, why the fuck does somebody have to come invest in your company that's failing for 20 consecutive years all of a sudden? Yeah. What, what kind of fucking presumption is that? Yeah. Imagine that if you were a major corporation. Like imagine Spanx, by the way. They're a billion-dollar company, great company. And she gave away, once she sold, half of her net worth. She gave away billions of dollars, by the way. Anyways, I don't want it to sound like I'm denigrating her. Imagine Spanx had failed over and over, missed their goals for 20 years. And all of a sudden, she was like, well, I mean, fucking Haynes should really come, come bail us out and fucking do marketing for it because it's not fair. It's not fair. Shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. Jesus Christ, man. That is why you're fucking a failure, by the way. That's why you're a failure because you're expecting other people to do the work for you, and that's exactly what Draymond Green right. was saying, although he didn't say it all that clearly. Well, I think one reason that the one women's sport that is on the same level as men's in terms of uh, popularity, essentially, yeah. women's tennis, has done so well over the last, I guess at this point, probably 40, maybe 50 years, yeah. is uh, great personalities, mm-hmm. right? Faces and heels. Yeah. That's why the fucking, I mean, you don't, you don't hear a lot about WWE divas whining about pay because they get paid a shitload of money because they draw a lot of fucking right. eyeballs. And, and they I, also... I think they wanted to get away from that when the WNBA started. Like, I don't think they wanted... I don't know this for sure, but, like, you need villains and everything else. So, like, mm. that, that goes back to my point of, obviously, no one should be have, No one in the WNBA should have LeBron James salary or yeah. whatever. However, maybe if you pay them enough where they don't have to leave the United States to go, like, earn a total of $100,000 a year across three different seasons. Yeah. Maybe they have time to uh, cultivate the whole heel situation in there. I mean, they could do it anyway, I guess, but... I don't really give a shit. Right. I don't care if it works or not. That's not my problem. 
It's not anybody's problem except for the people that want it to work. It's their problem. Yeah. Stop trying to fucking spread your fucking concern for something to everybody else. Not everybody has to give a shit about something you give a shit about. That's, that's ridiculous. That's, like, yeah. if, if our podcast network was, was going downhill, like, what are we supposed to do? Call Barstool? Like, hey, guys, we're failing. What, what do you, why are you letting us fail? What do you mean letting you fail, motherfucker? You went out on a business venture for 20 years, by the way, and it sucked the whole time. The product sucks. Nobody wants to watch people do layups for two hours. Wait, Get Dan, the fuck why, out of here. Why did we not do that for Total Frat Move? When we got fired, yeah. why do we not call Barstool and be like, how, could, how dare you let us get fired? Yeah, it's fucked, huh? It's, I mean, it's, it's really, the, the, it's just this attitude these days. Anyways, I'm tired of talking about it. By the way, Jake Tapper completely weaseled his way out of answering any questions. He was like, uh, me reporting on what's happening in Georgia doesn't mean I'm taking a stance on it. Like fucking CNN, the network is taking a stance on it. Nobody's asking for your opinion. They're asking, so since you're talking about everything else, Jake, do you think CNN employees are going to start to quit because you believe in this so much or not? And he said, uh, let me be clear. Go away. That was his response to that. What a fucking piece of shit. That's especially shitty, too, because he tweets about the Phillies all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. That guy's such a fucking he's, cunt. He's a big Philly sports homer, and he, he, yeah. I'm sure he was jacking off to that sweep to start the season all fucking yeah. weekend or whatever. I'm sure. I don't care about that. The, the story that we were talking about before is more interesting. Castellanos uh, got suspended two games and fined. For being fun. So he got hit. He got drilled with a pitch, and it seemed pretty intentional. Let's be real about that. Oh, so the way he, the way I read it, I didn't see the actual thing, but the way I read it is he got drilled and then, like, turned to Woodruff, or, no, is it Woodruff? Yeah, Brand- Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff? Was, yeah, no, no, uh, that's the, uh, Jake Woodruff. Oh, the catcher, yeah, yeah. No, no, Jake Woodruff's or, uh, the, the pitcher uh, uh, the, for the cards. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Woodruff, sorry. Brandon Woodruff's the, yeah, yeah. yeah. He turned to him and was like, you want the ball? You want the ball? And then just. And he was like, no, what? And so he threw it into the stands. It sounded yeah, yeah. like it was kind of whatever. Now, he was trying to – I think Castellanos was just trying to show that he wasn't pissed. Oh, so okay. he was trying to, like, flip him. He's like, hey, you want – he's just trying to throw him the ball back. And he's like, what? And he was like, okay, cool. Just yeah. throw it in the stands. This, like, this, I think he was trying to make him look small because he clearly had uh, it on purpose. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, because it was after Castellanos had hit a home run. Right. And then pimped it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, fucking no. Yeah. Like, he flipped his bat. Right. So he eventually moves his way around to third base. Wild pitch. Slides in. The pitcher's covering home. Uh, the, the throw from the catcher's late. He scores. And he stands up over him and fucking flexes. The same thing you see every fucking day in the NFL. On every play. Regardless of how insignificant the play is. Somebody's yelling at somebody else. Four yards. Right? <laughs> it's fucking... Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, pretty much... Baseball is trying to fucking ruin its own sport. It seems like that uh, with the sixth season of 30 Rock where Jack Donaghy is trying to tank the network so yeah. Cable Town will have to sell them. Yeah. Like, I don't understand this shit. Molina got up in his face. He has to. That's his job. Yes. Right? Bench is clear. They have to. That's the fucking, that's just how yes. it works, man. And to be honest, now Reds fans hate Cardinals fans a little bit more. They hate the Cardinals players a little bit more. And that's a fucking good thing for baseball, goddamn. The best thing you could have. Like, what, where, where are we in life without the 70s Yankees, Dodgers fucking fights and, and the fucking Great World or, Series? I mean, that, that, that's a huge part of Major League Baseball and the sports. That. When's the last time you saw baseball hardcore on ESPN? It was when Jason Veritek was uppercutting at A Rod. Or, yeah, fucking. Um, uh, uh, Roger Clemens throws the broken bat at, at um, was it Mike Piazza? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, those are uh, granted that, that was all Roy Rays probably, <laughs> but uh, that was great for fucking baseball, man. Yeah. That was fun as shit to watch that shit. Uh, and you, those tense moments, you discover 
people's character. Like Roger Clemens was Roger Clemens. Mike Piazza was Mike Piazza. That's fine. They're they're uh, uh, the Yankees players, the Mets players, uh, the early '90s Phillies players. All had attitude, right? A lot of attitude, but by and large, pretty good people. You saw people like uh, Alex Rodriguez, not a good person, clearly, right? Right? Trying to slap the ball out of people's gloves. There's a there's a level. Well, like, you want that too, though. There's a level of respectable cheating, and then there's some stuff that's just like, come on, man, you yeah. really tried to do that? It's well, that's like bitch cheating. That's yeah. like, hey, batter, batter. Like, <clears throat> <shout>. So, <sighs> Molina, Arenado, who's new to the uh, Cardinals. Trying to, you think he's trying to fit in in the prison? For game? sure, you can't. You got to fucking jump in if right. you're in, if you're the new guy. For sure, Arenado, Jordan Hicks, their closer, uh, Eugenio uh, Suarez, and uh, Jesse Winker all got fined. Uh, Castellanos got fined and suspended for two games. Un- unbelievable. The Reds and Cardinals have been trying to fuck each other up for um, as long as they've existed, for at least fifty years now. Right in the last call it 10 years it's been especially heated yeah remember johnny cueto kicking melina in the face with oh, his yeah. cleat and shit when yeah at when he was getting shoved up against the netting like the whole crowd like shoved him up against he just started freaking out and kicking his cleats at people and stuff like that yeah dude so this is one thing i love i being in st louis and i i'm i'm relatively privy to this um reds fans for whatever reason i mean everyone hates the cardinals in the central right because they are They've been dominant in yeah. the central. Other than the Cubs flashes a couple of times, the Reds have been pretty good a couple of times. But more, it's the Cardinals for the last twenty years since, Pou- are, since Pools came into the league. The Cardinals have been pretty. They good. are the Cardinals to the NL Central. They're they're uh, they're like the Braves to the NL East, basically. Well, yeah, or I mean, if you want to go another sport, they're like Kansas to Big Twelve basketball, or yeah. or even Bama to, to to SEC football to a lesser extent. Yeah, um, dude, Reds fans. Are, are a, a salty group like the really uh, hardcore bunch. So this is it's a it's a much dirtier rivalry on the field, especially than the Cardinals and Cubs. The Cardinals and Cubs is a little more country club, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and it should be. I mean, it's again, why 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 the fuck are people so tuned up when? When the Yankees and Red Sox are good at the same time and they play each other, why are people so crazy? Why, why do people love that so much? Because they fucking hate each other, yeah. right? And rega- it's a dopamine hit. Regardless if your team wins or loses, you're going to get hits throughout the game, and it makes people want to watch more. Like Either you win and you want to rub it in, or you lose and you want to get them back. It's one of those two things. It's fucking basic human psychology. And getting rid of that from, from sports, from any sport, but especially baseball, that is... I don't know if there's a sport that has more villains and heroes than baseball, to be honest. I mean, I can't think of it. Maybe, maybe hockey. Like, those rivalries between the Red Wings and Avalanche back in the day were pretty tough, man. I mean, those you, were, there see, were assaults. Seeing, seeing two goalies fight is not something you should expect to see at a hockey, ma- a hockey game. A guy got, uh, a guy got like, low-key curb stomped. Yeah. Against yeah, the yeah, boards in yeah, one of those games. Like, yeah, just fucking. Yeah. I mean, uh, but but in baseball, like you you see, there's people that don't like each other in football, but because of penalties that are an immediate impact on the game, they mostly have to keep that shit off the field. Yeah. Same thing with basketball; they'll fucking tee you up. Right. In baseball, it's like you can you can get away with quite a bit of shit in baseball. Same thing with hockey because of the fighting rules. So there's deep deep rivalries, and it's what makes the game great. It's what makes it fun to watch. I don't want to if my team loses to. Like, if the Braves lose to the Marlins, I'm like, ugh, whatever. If they lose to the Phillies, I'm like, or the Mets, I'm like, fucking motherfuckers, man. Right. God damn it, I'm pissed off. And that's a good thing for me to be pissed off. Well, the other thing, too, that's interesting about baseball that probably gets 
the players more amped up is that mm. in football or basketball, uh, I don't, I can't, I don't know hockey well enough to say this, but in football and basketball, you're not necessarily personally responsible for a loss, but every single baseball player, unless you are back of the bullpen or on the bench and mm. you're not going to see it, is responsible for that win or loss. Mm-hmm. Everyone has four at bats. Yeah. Every pitcher is going to pitch at least an inning yep. at some point in the series type of thing. You know what I mean? Like you have more, I mean, if you're a shitty, uh, if you're a cornerback or, or, you know, whatever, like you might not, you might get two passes at y'all game. Maybe. Yeah. But you may also give up the big pass. Right. right? So, I mean, there's a lot of liability there, but it's not like baseball. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, you, you have a bad game or you can, I mean, it ultimately all comes down. I guess this is the case in a lot of sports, but more so I think in baseball, because if you're a, if you, I guess if you're a quarterback and you throw a pick maybe at the end of the game or towards the end of the game, if you're a basketball player though, it's only when you take the last shot or miss a free throw or something like that, or commit a foul or whatever it yeah. is in baseball. If you're one of the last six batters up and you're down by one run, everybody feels personally responsible for that loss. Everybody in that fucking last right. six batters. So it is what it is. Well, and also, you just have – it's a more focused stat line. Yeah. Because, because the thing is, like, you know, if you go 0 for 4 or, or 1 for 4, but mm. it's like a nothing, you know, situ- like a nothing hit in the second inning or whatever. I mean, everybody's kind of on, on the table for that. If you're, a, if you're a, a, the seventh man off the bench or whatever. And, yeah. Yeah. It's – dude, just get, let these guys fucking be assholes to each other. That's what I want to see, um, frankly. So Honestly, keep the, <laughs> keep the All-Star game in Georgia. Let half the players be like, oh, I think we should have moved it. And then let the other half be like, that fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. It's all, what do you think the ratings would be on the sport then? They'd be like, better. Right? I mean, ratings are going to be bad for this All-Star game, to be honest. The only thing that saves it, and the reason they did this is because of this reason, uh, is the home run derby, maybe. But only if they use live balls. If you use a dead and ball in, in Coors, it's still going to fucking be a yeah. piece of shit. Like the wobble, the wobble from a less tight core. We've explained the physics of this before. The wobble doesn't get affected by the light air the same way that'll, that that uh, just the, the normal ball will, right? So yeah. well, we'll see. Atlanta in July. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would Atlanta in July, it would have been boring as fuck, to be yeah. honest. There's going to be a lot of warning track power there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to get into the sponsors, then we'll get into how Otani is... Goddamn insane! Yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, open up this sponsor Airtable. We are not sponsored by Airtable, but uh, no, we do use it. We do use it. I mean, first up, we got KillCliffCBD.com. Uh, use the promo code Drinking Bros get twenty percent off. We we drink Killcliff a lot here. You've seen us drinking it. You know who they are. You, legit, they've been with us a long time. Legit, my favorite energy drink. Yeah, it's their energy drink's really good too. So right now, they have a thing going on at HEB. All their non-CBD products are getting released in HB as of yesterday, and that's April 7th. It's going to be going through April the 22nd or 24th or some shit like that. Um, go into the health and wellness area in your H- local HEB, and uh, we're really trying to pump this up because they're trying to get out into all the other uh, retail markets here in Texas. So if you're in Texas, go to HEB, go into the health and wellness center, and buy, you get two two cans of anything they have other than cbd for four bucks it's a good deal and if you don't want to do that if you're if you're buying from home go to killcliffcbd.com or killcliff.com use the promo code drinking bros you're gonna get 20 percent off and uh free shipping on your orders it's that simple it's i love killcliff it, it is actually it's one of the only energy drinks 
and or CBD drinks, by the way, that won't make you feel weird after a hangover. No. Uh, like either of them. Uh, the CBD is great. And also, what do you you always like doing the uh, uh, margarita? Yeah, if you uh, <clears throat> there, there, there's a recipe. I think it's on their Instagram actually. But if uh, if you use the Flaming Joe, uh, the uh, pineapple jalapeno yeah. one, one, and you mix it with uh, a little tequila, or actually, it's good with mezcal too. You can make yourself a margarita out of it. Make it smoky. Yeah, I, I do like it a little smoky. Uh, next up, we got keeps. Um, two out of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. That's 67 percent. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer male pattern baldness. And there are only two FDA-approved medications that prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. So it's a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair convenient. Virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You never have to leave your home. It works just like some of our other products. Low-cost uh, treatment start as low as 10 bucks a month. They offer all the generic versions, discrete packaging, the same as everything else. They got more five-star uh, reviews than anybody else in this space because it works. Ross has been using it for a while, uh, and he can sh- you can see the results with that fucking head of lettuce he's got. Fucking thick. Yeah, you could. Uh, somebody tried to rip his hair out once, but they, their hair <laughs> their hand got stuck in his hair. Was it at the Super Bowl? Was it? <sighs> no, that would have been funny though. That would have been really. We can't talk about that during an ad read, uh, unfortunately. But it was a fucking funny situation. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this is prescription medication. It, it is. Designed very specifically to be a preemptive treatment for male pattern baldness. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash DB sports. Um, that's K E E P S.com slash DB sports to receive your first month of treatment for free. Uh, that's keeps.com slash DB sports uh, to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash DB sports. And remember, it takes four to six months to see the results of this. So you have to start as soon as possible. If you're, if you think, if your uh, uh, grandfathers started to lose their hair at some point in the 30s or 40s range, uh, or, or if you're seeing signs of it yourself, you've got to start now because preventing is easier than reversing it. I agree. And also, I should note, by the way, my dad mm. lost his hair, started losing his hair. He said like he started f- seeing clumps come out when he was um, in college, essentially. Mm. A lot of people start losing college. You know, if you're in your 20s, yeah. Don't, don't be ashamed. Again, like he said, discreet packaging. Yeah. If you know what's going on, stop that. Stop it. Yeah. What are you going to fucking sit at home and, and pretend like it's not happening and just wear more hats or yeah. buy something that's inexpensive, that's easy, and, and use it and avoid all of that bullshit? Dude. Don't the, be an asshole. One of the funniest things we had out of college was like me and my friends who'd be like, dude, who's going bald? Like, who is going bald already at, like, yeah. 24? Well, there are those guys, for sure. There, there are. Yeah. And honestly, and a lot of them, I think, will probably eventually get to these types of products. But, like like you said, are in <clears throat> denial for the first yeah. couple years, maybe. Don't be in denial. If you no. see it coming out and you know, you know it's in the family or whatever, just get keeps. Yeah, if you're thirsty, you drink water. If you're fucking starting to notice uh, your hair falling out or you have a history of that in your family, Fucking prevent it, dude. It's really that simple. Uh, Shohei Atani is goddamn insane. He has now thrown the hardest or fastest pitch uh, this season at 100.6 miles per hour and also hit the ball the hardest at 115.2 exit velocity. Um, Two homers so far. He actually, he, I mean, he's the first guy, I think, to hit a home run as a pitcher uh, like this in the American League since the dh existed i don't think uh, a guy that started a game 
in, 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 in a non-interleague game, yes. Okay. So he's the first pitcher in a non-interleague game to hit a home run. Because Granke's got a couple. In a very long time. Yeah, Granke's got a couple. There's, there's a number of good pitchers. I mean, <clears throat> Ricky and Keel hit some home runs uh, in some of his starts back in the day, too. There's a number of pitchers that have hit home runs in starts. But um, an American League pitcher doing it. And look, let's, let's be real. There's no comparison to this guy except for really Babe Ruth. And I'm not saying he's on the same level as Babe Ruth career-wise. That, that would be ridiculous. But the last time we had a guy in Major League Baseball that had the potential to hit 30 home runs in any given season and win 20 games in a given season was Babe Ruth in the fuck between 1914 and 1920, right? And it hasn't happened again since. No. So there's no way to overstate how special this kid is. It's a fucking unicorn. Like, it's, it's, it honestly might be crazier than, like, Deion Sanders playing football and baseball. Maybe, yeah. Like, really. It might be, it might be more <clears throat> difficult to do those two skill positions in one sport than it is to go just be fast in two sports. Yeah, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how he has time to stay on top of all of it. I mean, if you look at... Well, it's, so this is the problem. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, He's going to get hurt. In his start, in his one start, where I think it might have been the same game that he hit, smacked that goddamn mm-hmm. ridiculous home run, he only went 4.2 innings, and he walked five. Yeah, he, he was a little wild, and uh, <clears throat> we'll see if that continues. That's, uh, he's got four pitches. It's early in the season. Sometimes it can be difficult to get that going. We'll see as, as the season goes along, but... Um, yeah, if that continues, if it continues to be wild, that's not going to work. No, and how do you bounce? So just to go back to, because obviously the only thing that ever fucking matters is, can, does anyone want to want fucking baseball? Yeah. As we are like, we should do a baseball show every week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. uh, how do you balance the entertainment factor with like, oh, fuck, we need to win? Uh, you do it by putting him in the closer position and have him start every day, like I've said for two goddamn years now. <laughs> Because then you fucking get him the leather jacket and the stupid haircut like Charlie Sheen, and you have him coming out of the bullpen, the bullpen, the wild thing, or maybe no. I don't Charlie know. Charlie Sheen was a starter. He they only moved him to closer for that for that one last game. Yeah, but he was shit as a starter. No, they got him glasses. He was good. Mm, I think it was more the attitude. The glasses <laughs> didn't help his fastball and in, in, in major league too. At any rate, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think. Uh, you can, you can capture that entertainment value by having a guy starting every day that's also your closer. Why would right. that not be as entertaining? Well, it also th- helps the team, by the The other way. thing, too, is if you remember, uh, and obviously you do, uh, just to like give our brave slant on this, there's only two pitchers that people go wild for. Starters. Mm. Like, and, and that's really only your number one and two starter, unless yeah. you have a stupid <clears throat> rotation where you yeah. go like four, three or four deep, and the fucking closer. Yep. How fucking bananas do people go? I mean, like... Was Craig Kimbrell not appointment viewing for you in 2011? Yeah. I mean, it was uh, for a number of reasons. One, he throws hard as fuck. Right. Uh, and he mostly relies on a very, very high velocity, high spin rate fastball, but also the stupid fucking stretch that he's in. I mean, it's. Well, he also, the, the slider that was it's, just. The slider was great for sure, but everybody tuned in for the fastball, right? Right. And they also tuned in for this shit where he's like got his yeah. arm out, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> but it worked. I mean, it's his personality. And that's what. Um, there have been a lot, great, lot of great closes over time. Eckersley was one of them after he had a long career as a starter with the Cubs. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, with the Cubs. He became uh, a closer with the Athletics. Um, he had a very distinct style. Trevor Hoffman threw a change. He was the first closer to 
primarily throw a changeup as his number one pitch, right? Yeah. And he was a super calm demeanor guy. That was his brand. A closer with a brand, I think, is a big deal. And we Huge. see it all the time because it get, I, I honestly believe it gets into the heads of the other team. Absolutely. I think when fucking uh, – when, when, uh, <laughs> when Araldis Chapman comes into the game – that high leg kick and his fucking wicked fastball and then uh, 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 Kimbrell with all this bullshit and then even John Smoltz when he was in. Well, like it, it's, it, it fucking, I think it's an, an intimidation factor. It fucks with you when you know for sure pretty much that you don't have nine innings to score runs. Mm. You have eight innings to score runs. Yeah. That's a huge fucking problem. Yeah. That's it puts, type, it's a lot of pressure, yeah. That's the type of thing where in other sports, like we always, you know, go nuts for like how... Uh, Bill Belichick kind of like cuts off the angles and like gets like all the tiny little advantages you can get. Yeah. Right. Taking away essentially three outs from a team is a monstrous statistical advantage. I mean, that's 11% of your outs. It's, it's right. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's a big deal. Um, and then, the, and then, like you said, the mental factor of being like this fucking guy is waiting for me. Yeah. I mean, knowing that a guy that has four legit pitches that can throw strikes and throws a hundred miles per hour is coming out of the bullpen. And by the way, he just hit two home runs in this game. <laughs> that fucks your head up. Man. Really that's not, good. that's not good for the other team. We'll see what they do. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in San Diego with Tatis jr. Uh, he's got a slight labral tear. We'll see if it fucking heals, but they're opting for rest they, instead of surgery right now, obviously, because they just gave them fucking dude, a gajillion dollars. They sound really sketchy about it. Yeah, they should be. They sound, they're like, oh, it could be 10. We don't know. We hope it could be 10. If you watch that, have you watched the injury? Yeah, it's dude, violent. It is, yeah, violent. Like, he takes a giant swing. It's kind of like, man, I've done this before, where you just, like, move to do something, and it doesn't happen the way you plan. And your whole body gets fucked from it. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's, he, he's, I think he's out a month, minimum. Like, he, it looked bad. Yeah, it doesn't look good. And uh, here's, here's the real problem. Now, well, there's two real problems. One, he's on a 14-year, $340 million contract, 100% of which is guaranteed. This is Major League Baseball. This yeah. isn't football, right? Right, yeah. Uh, so, now, because of the insurance, um, baseball has career-ending injuries far less than other sports. Frankly, I mean, the stati- statistically far less than basketball, far definitely far less than football, and they have lo- longer average careers. I think it's like the average MLB career is like six and a half, almost seven years. That's way longer than anything else. Anyways, they have better insurance. So in the NBA, if you get if you're on the roster, you're on a contract, and you get injured and you're, you're out for that season, the team can file the insurance claim. And I think they recoup about 70% of your salary. It doesn't help with the cap hit, unfortunately. And some leagues have made provisions for that. I don't know what baseball is exactly. But this is a big fucking deal. Him being out for a month, which is likely is a big deal. And the fact that this is his third Major League Baseball season and he hasn't made through one of them yet without getting hurt yeah. is a big fucking problem. And uh, shoulder? Not for the a best, third baseman? Not the be- Shortstop. Or a shortstop, rather, yeah. Not the best thing to hurt, right? So. <laughs> That maybe the most athletically like uh, demanding position on the field, mm-hmm. arguably, and he like we saw how he injured himself, swings fucking violently. Yeah, uh, this, this is bad news. Like our entire first half of this show, minus Shohei Atane being amazing, is wow, baseball's fucked. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is. I would be pretty fucking worried and pretty fucking unhappy if I was a Padres fan right now. Now, granted, they probably got a little rose-colored glasses on because, uh, you know, Hosmer started off the season on fire and 
this is got Machado and their rotation looks real fucking good. And yeah, I mean, uh, uh, what's his nuts? God damn it. The other Asian pitcher. That's great. Fuck's his name. They just came over from the Cubs. The, Start out with oh, you Darvish. you Darvish. Yeah. You Darvish is actually looking pretty goddamn good this year. Yeah. It'd be, a, it'd be a shame to waste all that shit they did. Right. With this guy being out. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's his right arm, right? Show it. Uh, oh, uh, or his uh, left arm, right? Tatis. Tatis. Yeah. I didn't look. Or I didn't look that up. Actually. I mean, it's just. Fo- it was his follow through arm, right? Yeah, I think it was. I think so. You're right. Yeah. It's not going to cause an issue throwing necessarily, but I mean, it's going to change his swing, and that's what they care about. They're not too. I mean, I don't think anybody's too worried about his defense. If if you get great defense out of him, that's great. But right. He's, well, also by the way, they do have another uh, pretty good fucking shortstop on the roster playing third base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, the, that, to me, that's the move, right? Because it's easier to find a corner infielder than it is to find a great shortstop. Fucking easily. Uh, Just put Machado back at short. Is that what they're doing? Probably not yet, because why move Machado if you can put someone else at short right now? But if Tatis comes back, and I mean, fuck, dude. <laughs> When the Braves had Matt Adams for, like, what, 60 days, they put Freeman at third base because Matt Adams was on a hot streak and couldn't stop hitting dingers. Yeah. And Machado's already played shortstop, I believe, right? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they, they're, they've got uh, this kid from South Korea filling in a little bit right now, which we'll see how that goes. I, I've never heard of him. Um, <clears throat> I think it would be a good move. If he's going to be out long term, to be honest, if you're the organization, you've got to think – when are we going to get this guy out for the rest of the season? You know what I mean? Like, when are we going to shut him down? What's, what is going to be the impetus to shut him down and, and to start over next year? But you got him for 13 more seasons after this right. one. You know what I mean? You can't fuck around all this year. And the other thing, too, by the way, is they're a deep enough team and a good enough team that they don't need to rush him back. No, they can. I mean, if, he's, if he needs to be out a month or two to really let the thing heal properly, I think that's the move because <clears throat> in addition to what you said, they're a wild card team. They're not going to beat the Dodgers Fuck no. in the regular season. So you're playing for the wild card. And look at who you're playing against. A, a central that's shown itself to be pretty competitive. So they're going to beat each other up. And an NL East that's going to destroy each other. They're going to beat each other up all year. You don't really have to. You got, I, my thinking is San Diego could probably sneak into the playoffs with 89 to 90 wins. Something like that. Yeah. Right? So your, your only real problem at that point is, is, at least if it goes well for us, is uh, you catch... Jacob Degrom in the first round, yeah, or in the in the wild card game yeah, yeah. essentially, yeah, which is likely, yeah, to be honest. And you probably want it's. A, I mean, it's going to be Degrom, or it's going to be fucking Strasburg or Scherzer, or it's going to be Max Fried or somebody like. I mean, it's you're fucked. And that first, if you're in that play in game, yeah, no matter what happens, even if it's uh, well, the thing is though, the fucking Padres can toss it right back at you for sure. Yeah, they got a great rotation. They got fucking Snell and Darvish mm. and uh, the <clears throat> other Musgrove. Musgrove, yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. Like, it's not. They're not worried about pitching, but they they want their full lineup ready. Yeah. And like you said, they can make the fucking wild card if Tatis misses two three months. Right. Well, there are some teams that are doing pretty well so far. I mean, uh, the Phillies got off to a hot start. Um, they. <laughs> They've uh, their their pitching staff looks really good. Eflin I, is not that great. He's gonna regress. But uh, Aaron Nola is a good pitcher, and and Wheeler is a really good pitcher. Yeah. Like those guys are gonna fucking continue. That's a good. That's a good one-two punch. Yeah, it really is. Uh, they have the highest average velocity in the majors on their in their bullpen right now. That's interesting. And that offense is tough, man. They got a lot of stuff going on there. Well, that's the fucked up thing that happened. And you know, it's just one series, and everyone always overweights 
the first oh, yeah. series of, of the year and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't stuff. matter. I mean, what, two years ago, the Phillies swept the Braves, and that was the first year with Bryce Harper. And everyone yeah. was like, my and, God, and give them the trophy already. And like I think they're, they're, they, they tanked out and won like 87 games. I think the Braves won, what, like 101 games or something like that or something? No, no, no. They, we, the first, that was the first year, or no, the second year we won in division. It was like 93. They, but, yeah, they were in the 80, like mm. low 80s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm not worried about getting swept. But, dude, I mean, fuck, dude. Wheeler was a really good pitcher for the Mets. Like, he just was kind of hurt for a little bit. Like, right. the skill was always there. And Nola's Nola. Yeah. I think uh, this, I'm a little biased because Eflin's on my fancy team. But, like, if Eflin's your third starter, like, that's not a bad third starter. No, and to be honest, having uh, Matt Moore as your fourth starter is not a bad deal either because he comes over from that Tampa Bay uh, situation where they've <laughs> – the people that come out of that organization, pitchers especially, seem to not be affected by the playoffs. Like, it doesn't change them at all. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of how boring Tampa is. They're like, oh, <laughs> fucking who cares? Uh, I have no idea what it is. But, yeah, this Phillies lineup is tough. I mean, Bryce Harper is uh, – he's the, uh, the Dwight Howard of baseball. All You're the going tool. all the way to Dwight Howard? Yeah. He's, he's got all the tools, should be a fucking MVP candidate every year, and he's had one MVP caliber season, frankly. Yeah. What, for, which he did win the MVP for. He did, yeah, absolutely. And, but that was the only really, truly great standout right. season. Otherwise, he's, he's a fucking, he's a middle-of-the-lineup hitter for sure, but he's, um, he's not in the top 20 baseball players in, in Major League Baseball, not even close, as a matter of fact. I mean, he, he's, okay, I don't so, even know so, if he's top 50, to well, be honest. Well, okay, so, so, so you say top 20. Let's take pitchers out of it. Is he a top 20 hitter in baseball? I don't think so, no. I mean, not with this new crop of guys coming in. I mean, he's certainly not top 10. Like, not, he doesn't sniff the top 10, but is no. he floating, like, 19, 20? Let me see if I can find 15 guys that I think are better than him. How about that? Oh, I'll, I'll do it with you. I'll go Fangraph's batter war last year. Yeah. Uh, uh. Dude, I mean, the, the crazy thing about Bryce Harper, too, though, is, is that, like, even though he hasn't uh, necessarily lived up to his potential, which he fucking hasn't at all. Right. Um, at any given moment, you feel like he could hit a six-run home run. For sure, yeah. I mean, he's, 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 like a, it, very, he's, he's strong as fuck. He hits goddamn bananas home runs. Let me look at... All right, I'm looking at WRC plus from 2019 because fuck, yeah. fuck 2020. I mean, his war, his war, his ESPN war was uh, 34th ranked okay. among hitters. So in 2019 with WRC plus, mm-hmm. look where fucking Harper even is. Not in the top 30. No. Not in the top 30. No. Here's some uh, interesting guys that were in the top 30 that you may not think are better than Bryce Harper. Trevor Story. Jorge Soler of the Kansas City Royals. Oh, he's on my fantasy team for a fucking reason, my yeah. man. That dude crushes the ball. Um, Max <clears throat> Muncy. Max Muncy. Uh, Josh Donaldson's probably in there. George Springer's probably in there, although you might expect those two. But Jorge Polanco, would you expect him to be up there? Probably not. No, not but so he much. Is. Uh, we just talked about earlier, Eugenio Suarez. Yep. But he's a, he's, he's a third baseman, right? WRC Plus only rates... Offensive output. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm yeah, saying yeah. he's a third base, right? Yeah, he had fucking. He almost hit 50 home runs that year. Uh, Freddie Freeman is a better hitter than him. Uh, Bellinger, fucking Bregman. I mean, obviously Trout, Yelich, Betts. Those are the fucking top three hitters yeah. in the league right now. I got but, a. I got a Marcus Simeon spotting on here. 
That might have been an outlier. I'd like to see that <laughs> in another season. But, I mean, Briel Muto definitely is better. Uh, and he's a catcher, so he plays Which less games. Crazy, but um, uh, Nelson Cruz is already overperforming. So I, I, th- I just think Bryce Harper is a huge disappointment. disappointment. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, but Didi Gregorius looks locked in this year, and so does Real Muto, right? They yeah. both look like they're going to crush this year. That's a fucking tough lineup. And you got a guy, Gene Segura, who is a fucking – he's middle of the road, but he's pretty consistent. Reese Hoskins, kind of a poor man's Pete Alonzo. Yeah, yeah, Reese Hoskins is good. I don't know how I feel about Andrew McCutcheon. Um, he's, he's only 34, but he seems like he's a lot older. When yes. I'm watching him play, he, it feels like he's older. Well, and I, he, I don't know if that's because he, he he's slow or what. He kind of suffers from that thing of when he was uh, like in his prime, it, like a lot of it was at least, if not actual athleticism, people just assumed it was athleticism. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because he was like a... He he was he was a good defender, but he was never like I feel like an elite def, like crazy elite defender. No, and then he would steal like twenty bases. He's a left right? fielder, right? Uh, but I mean, McCutcheon is also the type of guy though where if he adjusts himself, he could have and and stays even moderately healthy. Like he has the potential for a late season, late career, like Chipper Jones type career because he's smart. He, he strikes me as an incredibly intelligent batter. Yeah, for sure. Well, he's not that intelligent because he keeps uh, fucking his swing is, is dog shit, to be honest. I think he needs to adjust it. And that's yeah. one thing that Chipper did. Chipper yeah. just stopped trying to hit home runs. Well, I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a problem with trying to hit home runs with this guy. It's a problem with him holding his bat down here, which makes yeah. it like the hot, anything above your hands is off the table as a hitter at that point. Right. Um, now it's going to make you a good low ball hitter. But he, he's had trouble with that high pitch his whole career, and he's still going to have trouble with it now. Uh, but, you know, and people like to pitch low in the zone. So maybe it'll work out for him. The Astros are doing well this year, even though uh, people are bringing inflatable trash cans and throwing them onto the field. That's really funny. Did you see the actual guy, the drunk fan? I think it was at Nays game. Picked up an actual trash can because uh, there's no rules at the Coliseum, I feel like. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no, no. They're just lucky. If, if people they, show up. Yeah, if people make it out of there alive, they're, they're, that's a win for them. Yeah, the guy picked up a huge fucking like, industrial stadium trash can, put it on the edge of the wall, and was just like, blah, 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 blah. As they should be, but they did sweep the A's. They, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, they fucking murdered the A's. Uh, plus 27 for that four-game series as well. Uh, rotation and lineup both look good. I mean, we know this is a good team. Yeah. Right? So we, I think they're... Were they both of our World Series participant picks? I think it's going to be Houston and, and probably Atlanta if they can do something about their bullpen. If not, it's going to be the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And that, that team, it's, it's offense and defense. They've put together – the organization has done a really good job of putting together that team. Incredibly even, well even, run. Even uh, losing Springer, uh, uh, I don't know if Kyle Tucker's really <laughs> – he, he doesn't really make up for that. But the progress of, uh, of uh, what's his name, uh, Alvarez, and how much the, I think this kid is a legit, like maybe not this year, but maybe over the next two or three seasons is a yeah. legit MVP candidate. Like yeah. I think this kid might win an MVP. I mean, well, you know, Lono built such a ridiculous farm system there while yeah. also, you know, making the majors ridiculous. And then, I mean, you still got Bregman, who is a legit MVP candidate, yep. and Brantley, who's mm-hmm. kind of like – if Nick Markakis could hit home runs, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a professional hitter, yeah, yeah. but like with power. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, also in the AL West, the angels are off to a really good start. I mean, you expect it, I guess they have a, re- their team is incredible, but it's, it's like that 
it's like that team that always fucking shoots itself in the foot. I mean, Mike Trout's hot as fuck already. already. That's not a good sign for anybody. No. Except for the Angels, obviously. That's a good sign for uh, them. He has in, I want to say, six or seven games, he's already put up .6 wins above replacement, <laughs> according to Fangraphs. So, so basically, he's, he's almost won a game by himself already. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. That is ridiculous, man. Also, by the way, I don't know if you <laughs> caught this. This is my favorite moment of the season so far. It wasn't even the Castellanos thing. It was Otani was on second, mm. and Trout fucking murders a Granky pitch. Mm. I forget what kind of pitch it was, but murders a Granky pitch, and Otani it was clearly gone off the bat. Yep. Otani turns around and just goes, mm-hmm, waves at the ball. That's go. that's like when uh, in that special four hundred, I think it was four hundred three three pointer season for uh, Steph Curry. Every time he shot the ball, everybody on the Warriors would just turn around and start running the other way. They didn't even. <laughs> wonder if he was making the shot or just like ah fuck it and it's from 30 feet out it's like yeah, yeah whatever that's but it. it's mike trout reds are doing well to uh castellanos actually almost has a full he's at point uh, he's win, yeah. ahead of trout he's got 0.7 war although Oof. his two game suspension will yeah that'll put him behind a little bit but whatever uh dodgers are also looking good Dude, teams teams not looking good are the braves and athletics they both got swept in their first series but that's not i mean the athletics are everybody knows their story they start out slow every fucking year it doesn't matter they're like the fucking mark to of teams right they, every fucking april sucks for these guys well also they play the averages so it doesn't matter what you do in any one given month yeah. matter, or one given week especially it, give, it matters what you do over the course of x amount which is right. why they don't win world series but their pitching looks pretty good i mean uh, not pretty good. Their pitching looks pretty bad. Sorry, uh, they're almost they're allowing almost two uh, uh, two uh, base runners per inning. That's yeah. not good. Uh, like that's that's the kind of stat. If you're if you're pitching coach is looking down at you, get optioned to Triple A. Right. right? Um, <clears throat> they are. I will say that Trevor Rosenthal has been out. He ha- he started yeah. the season on the injured list, uh, but their starters yeah have not been good. And you know playing the or playing the Astros. <laughs> They were playing the Astros for the first second series, so that's one thing. Yeah. But also, like you said, yeah, they start th- they start slow, but you know, they, like really, like they play the averages. They know yeah. that over a season, they will average out to be minimum. It, essentially, what they do is, to me, always is they're like, okay, we have a fucking baseline, a straight yeah. up baseline of call it eighty six wins. Yeah. And then we just have to tweak and hope and pray that we get over 90 yeah, and we're in. I mean, they do it most of the time. The problem yeah. is that doesn't work in a fucking one game series for sure. Uh, it doesn't, no. doesn't work in a five or seven either. No. So whatever. And the Braves, obviously we're Braves fans. They got off to a slow start. I don't really care about that though. Uh, what I do care about is the bullpen sucking off the bat, but I, I think it's a good thing because it's exposing that problem. The worst thing that can happen is if you have a problem is if, if you if you fail successfully, Right. Kind of of like how Michigan's football team (laughs) continues to win a game here and there and Harbaugh still has his job. Yeah. Like if that that's a problem for them and it's going to be a problem for the Braves. I hope their bullpen gets lit the fuck up this first month and they're like, God damn it. We got to go out and do something because that's all this team needs to win the fucking World Series. We'll see. No. And I've talked I was talking this on Twitter the other day. Actually, it's just like between last year where the American League opponent was the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. And this year where the American League opponent will absolutely be flawed no matter who they are. Way more flawed than an American League po- opponent ever fucking is. I guess maybe, maybe Houston is the only somewhat exception to that. Their bullpen is, is their weakest part, and it's not really weak. Yeah. They but don't have a strong rotation, have, though. Yeah, they're, I mean, other than fucking Grinky. You can fuck with McCullers. 
Yeah. And if Verlander's back, Verlander's the ship, but Verlander's back from a surgery and he's fucking old. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be 38, and he's probably not going to come back until fucking July, right. if I had to guess, um, which is fine. They'll, they'll be able to make it through the regular season, though, with that. And then, you know, if he does come back, the fact that he's old is going to be uh, of no consequence because, one, he just got all the shit that's been wrong with him fixed, True. right? And that's what we talked about um, still with— got, uh, Still got that dump truck ass. Yeah, he does have a great ass. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be, or what we talked about with Brigus that day— is the surgery, the Tommy John surgery, doesn't necessarily make you better than you were before. It takes you back. It fixes all the shit that's been wrong with right. you this whole time. And he's 37. That's a big deal for him, right? Yeah. So he may come out throwing a fucking 100 miles per hour again. There's a, actually a very good chance he will. If he comes in in July and, and gets fucking 12 starts and Plays he goes to the playoffs, the holy shit, dude. That's going to be a fucking problem. Because yeah. we've seen that before with these one-two fucking starter punches uh, in the playoffs, it's it's devastating sometimes. It is, but the problem is they're still only really two deep, maybe three deep. McCullers is good enough to win regular season games. I wouldn't trust him in the playoffs, but to be honest, if you have fucking Grinky and, uh, and and Verlander going, it's is it going to matter that much? Well, my bigger problem is right now they're running Ryan Presley out, who is a full-time closer for the first time in his career, basically, yeah. right? Uh, we'll see how this fucking works out. You never know. You never yeah. know about the closer. To I be mean, honest. they're going to be motivated as shit. What, and that's what's what's scary is they looked motivated as shit last postseason. Yeah, they looked fucking furious. Yep, they just didn't have it. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, a little. A little uh, I want to get a little to uh, uh, fancy talk here yep. as well. Um. Like we said, thank you to everyone managing the uh, leagues. Uh, how are you feeling so far? How'd your draft go? The draft was good. I got uh, <clears throat> uh, Tyler Glasnow, Max Fried, and Zach Gringy as my top three pitchers. And then my bottom of the rotation, if you want to call it that, is Stroman, who's already looking good this year. Uh, uh, Kikuchi from Seattle, who nobody knew about, but he looks really fucking good, too. Yeah. And then Zach Davies, who's going to win a lot of games in Chicago. I see he's probably in for about 14, 15 wins, so I'm looking good there. Uh, Jordan Hicks is my closer. Uh, my main win in Alex Colomay. Uh, on on the uh, Cardinals and, and Twins, respectively. Two teams are going to win a lot of close games, so I'm feeling pretty good about that as well. Lineup is um, I got uh, <clears throat> Darno from the Braves. I actually uh, looked at your lineup because I'm able to, Yeah, and I, it cracked me up that the first like three dudes were Braves. Yeah, I mean, and it was actually a coincidence. <laughs> I definitely wanted Albies because he's got such high ceiling, and I definitely wanted Freddie Freeman because he's so consistent. Right. That's what you want in fantasy, right? Uh, Darno just happened to be, I mean, after fucking Real Muto and maybe uh, Vasquez, yeah. the rest of the catchers, Drop it's, it's yeah. just like whatever, man. So I took him. I, uh, <clears throat> my third baseman's in, uh, Rendon, and my backup for that's Chris Bryan. Feeling pretty good about that position as well. Shortstop was lean this year, in my opinion. I took Andrelton Simmons just because he doesn't get hurt. He, he doesn't get injured that much, and he'll last the whole season. That's why I took him. And then I got, uh, for second, obviously, Albies, but I also picked up Colton Wong and Jeff McNeil, who doubles as an outfielder, so you get a little flexibility there. Uh, also picked up Dominic Smith from the Mets, who is a first baseman outfielder, so you get some flexibility there. My other outfielders, Christian Yelich, uh, Randall Grychuk, Jorge Soler, uh, Austin Meadows. What's your thought with that lineup, though? What are you trying to draft? Uh, my, what I'm trying to draft are, one, people that I know are going to put up numbers if I can get them, right? But what are your – you, <clears throat> so, the, you know, the five fucking uh, categories for offense are uh, home runs, runs, RBIs, average, and stolen bases. Right. What, <clears throat> what, do, you, what do you value? 
Well, I don't give a shit about stolen bases, to be honest. Okay. Uh, because, so you're just punting one category. Well, they're just random through the season. And unless you get one of the top uh, base stealers, then it doesn't really come into play that much. Because okay. it's one or two. Like, if you steal 30 bases a year, right, that's, yeah. that's five a month. Right. Maybe one a week. And these are week-long fucking matchups. So I'm talking about one versus the other. If I have to decide on one versus the other, I, I want to dominate the pitching categories. Okay. Because those are... Those are the ones that you see in, in fantasy baseball, uh, people that have great pitching rotations. You can dominate all five, if not just four, of those ca- uh, categories all season long. If you've got a good enough rotation, even, you can do that. So we'll see how that goes. For, for, <clears throat> for batting, I'm looking mostly for people that are flexible because there are minor injuries. There's days off and stuff like that. So people that play multiple positions, yep. um, I'm always looking for that. I'm looking for guys that don't get hurt that often as well because that can fuck your whole goddamn lineup up. And it's you can't really plan for that in football. You never know if somebody's going to get hurt in football, right? It's just right. fucking random half the time. Uh, but in baseball, the same it seems like the same players are hurt every year. Yeah. So I try to guys avoid those tender. people. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, I, I actually have a little bit of the opposite strategy on this, which is there's two categories that are so winnable that if you punt them, I, like I can't, I can't not, I can't, I can't stomach not winning. Them. Okay. Which is now I don't draft necessarily only for these things, but I, I keep it in the, I keep it in mind uh, within the first call it ten rounds. Yeah. Which is or twelve rounds actually, which is stolen bases and saves, especially now because no one steals. <clears throat> you can get most of the steals in the league off of like two, three guys. Yeah, but you can also pick up a, like steals happen in bunches too. If you look at the if you if you look at the data, uh, typically the guys that are high stolen base guys are in one of two categories. One, that's all they do. Or two, right. it's in addition to power numbers. So you may those power number people are already off the table because they're the upper echelon of the league. The people that steal bases and that's all they're really good at base stealing and defense. You can pick them up during the season. So, for example, if I'm in a week where I'm just dominating five or six categories and I have some flexibility at the bottom of my lineup, I'll go look and see who's stealing bases right then and drop a guy and pick him up. Yeah. Right? Because you you're right. You can easily win those. You, you can do the same, same thing happen with saves, right? Saves tend to come in clumps for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, so I, I, I do the same thing. So what I do is I try to get four closers. I have no batters on my bench. I keep with the same batting lineup because one thing I don't give a shit about, the, the one category I don't give a shit about is batting average. Because that's random as fuck. Yeah. That depends on who they're playing every week and <clears throat> yeah. all that shit. Fuck batting average. If you're like, I need to only get like dudes to hitting who hit 280 or over, fuck that's Nah, it's not going to. The two things I draft for, or the, the one thing I always draft for is if I hit her, home runs. Yeah, get, for sure. If, if you hit a home run, you get three categories at once. Yeah, you get a hit, you get a fucking RBI, you get a home run. And a run. And a run. Yeah. So you get four, four categories. categories. Yeah. yeah, four categories. Home runs. That's what yeah. I fucking want. And then what I typically do is, even though I'm getting killed in strikeouts this week, is after a couple weeks and I figure out who my pitching staff is, because I kind of right. stack up my pitching staff <clears> with like uh, three and four, number three and four starters uh, who are, you know, good whip guys and maybe the ERA will work out for them. Right. But I try to get extra volume because that gives you extra strikeouts yep. instead of having to draft Garrett Cole. You know what I mean? In the fucking third round, who will get you 13 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts to fucking start. But you only get two starts every week. Why not, why not get the extra starts or whatever? Yeah. I'll typically just take extra starters at the middle of the rotation and just tr- get, their, get their six strikeouts, right. whatever, try <clears throat> to make up for it. 
I don't know. That's typically how I go. It's, uh, well, you got to pay attention to this stuff too on a day-to-day basis. That's what, that's why I like, uh, fantasy baseball more than fantasy football, because every single day I've got to check my lineup. Yes. Just to make sure like, Oh shit, I'm down one. I'm, I'm down like three strikeouts today. Our I'm, I'm down three strikeouts this week right now. I can win that category. Uh, all I got to do is go look on the waiver wire or look at free agents and be like, well, this guy's pitching, this guy's starting tomorrow. My opponent and, and fantasy doesn't have a starter tomorrow. I'm going to go fucking grab this right. guy and win that category. Presu- uh, and you have to weight that against where am I at on ERA and whip? Yep. And <clears throat> who's this guy fucking pitching against? Yeah. Cause I'm obviously not going to start somebody who's pitching against the fucking Phillies or right. whoever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you don't want to do that. But yeah, no, I, I, that, that's what I love to, but, and that's what, once I figure out, who I drafted is probably having a decent season. Mm. Then I'll start flipping out the guys who aren't or clearly like not doing so well yeah, yeah. so far and who maybe they could have a decent, but I, could, I could pick them back up. Right? right. But no one's going to pick up a guy with a five ERA no. after a month. No, no, no. Right. No. Um, that's typically what I go for. We'll see. It's worked out. Sometimes it hasn't worked out other times. Weirdly, Christian Vasquez of the, uh, the catcher for the Red Sox to speak to your stolen base point, by mm. the way, Two stolen bases in the last two days. Yeah, I know. I'm playing against him in fantasy this week. It's fucking <laughs> stupid. And that's one of the categories I'm down in, and it's by two stolen bases. I'm like, get the fuck out of it. If it was Real Muto, I'd be like, all right, he's, the, he's one of the – he might be the fastest catcher that's ever played baseball, to be <laughs> right. honest. Uh, it would be either him or Pudge when he was, like, 19. But uh, I, that would make sense. Christian Vasquez stealing bases. A Red Sox – catcher stealing bases seems offensive to me because okay. i think back to veritex saltamachia people like that i'm like no nah, that's not a thing guys that who can't move yeah guys who can barely fucking walk much less run anyways i gotta go get on an airplane let's close this shit out let's get the fuck out of here I'm thank going you to the guys fucking for grand canyon bitch thank you guys for watching dan's out of here uh and his gun is too uh mm. you take you taking that on the plane you leaving it here <laughs> no <laughs> no uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Follow Drink Rose Sports. Please, uh, we still need uh, subscriptions and likes and reviews yep. on uh, all the uh, podcast audio platforms, iTunes, Spotify, all that shit. So please leave that. And, uh, you know, if you're playing some fancy baseball, hit us up, talk some shit, whatever the fuck. We'll see you next Thursday for baseball. And obviously, we do a million shows a day. So keep tuning in. <laughs>